Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we are live once again. UFC Vegas 47 has come to an end, and we're here to discuss the first February event of 2022 for the Ultimate Fighting Championship with all of you. Welcome to the UFC Vegas 47 live post-fight show here on the MMA Fighting YouTube channel. I am Mike Keck. Got the whole crew here. We got AK Lee with the people's eyebrow. We got Jose Youngs with the headphones on. AK, we will begin with you, my man. We just saw Sean Strickland Uh defeat... Jack Hermanson in the main event. I scored it 50 to 45. Two of the judges scored it 49-46 for Strickland. And one judge decided, you know what? I'm going to get all sorts of crazy and scored (laughs) 48-47 for Jack Hermanson, which is just going to go down as one of the egregious scorecards of the year. But be that as it may, AK, your thoughts on the fight, Strickland's performance. Is this a fight that we're going to be thinking, you know what? Let's let's shoot Strickland up the ranks a little bit. Let's let's have him jump the line and get closer to a title shot. I think a lot of people were looking at this as a one fight card for the most part. Uh, there might have been one or two other fights that people were interested in, but generally it was like, oh, this is a good fight between two top ten guys. It's the right test for Sean Strickland next. Uh, Hermanson is a veteran who's fought a lot of good guys. So, I mean, the match making a lot of sense. And I think as we talked about it. Um, going to the show we're like you know people should at least check out the main event it's uh we thought i think there was we thought there's a chance it could turn out like this but i don't know if we knew it would be such a kind of listless um monotonous performance which is not to say a bad performance by sean strickland he won i think he won pretty comfortably again that uh that scorecard for hermanson is not great uh so something needs to be done about that but but yeah he won i I would give him four out of the five rounds um so it's it's unfortunate that it, it it just it kind of sent the night out on a down note um, because I do think that he should you know that that whoever I'm trying to think will he get like you know the loser of the Cannoneer uh, Brunson fight something like that it would make sense but again I don't know how the UFC feels about that performance so I, I think he will move up slightly I do think he still gets a big fight 
he, not all his fights are like this. I, I know he's not like a one-hitter quitter, but usually there's a little more volume. I think he was very respectful of Jack Hermanson, as he should be. Jack Hermanson's a great fighter, and he did what he needs to do to get the win. It wasn't super exciting, but uh, it was the winning strategy tonight. So you can't criticize that too much. Yeah, Jose, I mean, what did you think of Strickland's performance? So oftentimes you hear fighters get on the mic, they do the post-fight interviews, and... We know fighters are very self-critical. They are their own worst critics. And I feel like Strickland, in a way, just based on how he fights and how Eric Nixick talks about him, I feel like he meant everything that he said, that this wasn't a th- of just being so self-critical. This is him just kind of being hard on himself. He, he thought he was going to perform better. He won. I thought the fight was not really all that close. This is a Strickland win. But for a guy that is calling for title fights, I, I, I don't think this was the performance he was looking for. Do you agree with that? Yeah, it's definitely not the performance that will most importantly get uh, the champion or Dana White's attention. But you never know with the UFC because we all th- kind of said the same thing when Marvin Vittori beat Kevin Holland. We're like, well, you know, that wasn't really the most – like he won. It wasn't that exciting. And then the next thing you know, they need a middleweight contender and Marvin Vittori was there. Sean Strickland seems like the type of guy that is pretty much always ready and always down to fight whoever – uh, so more importantly than anything else, he stays in the win column and, you know, didn't take any amount of damage whatsoever against Jack Hermanson. So comes out healthy, is on a winning streak. I think that slots him in for any, like, if any of these upcoming middleweights aren't ready or get hurt or what, so on and so forth, he can slot right in there. He's in Vegas. If they have a big Vegas card that they need filled, he's right there to fill that too. So I don't think it's going to toss him into the title title, can, title shot right away. But uh, outside the loser of uh cannoneer brunson because obviously if brunson wins uh i don't know if he's gonna fight israel adesanya next i mean he should but as he might just not want a third straight rematch uh so i don't know darren Till's still out there uh paulo costa is still out there mar vittori is still out there because the mar vittori sean strickland fight is getting like the buildup for that is just gonna. I'm not gonna understand a word either one of those two individuals would even say. Uh, and then the fight <laughs> is just gonna be two guys with a crazy gas tank just punching for 25 minutes. So I'm all in on that fight. Uh, doing your jobs for you for on to the next one. Shout out to that podcast. But yeah, um, not the not the fight and the victory he needs to throw him in title fight right away. But you never know. The UFC does strange things. Listen, and Hermanson is. Hermanson's a tough dude. He's a tricky fighter. You don't want to make any mistakes with a guy like that because if he landed one of those takedowns or he caught you sleeping at all, he he could put you out. Ask Kelvin Gastelum. Ask other opponents that he has faced. You can't make a mistake. You got to fight near perfect to beat Jack Hermanson. And I'm not I'm not trying to get down on Strickland's performance, but you got on the mic. You called for a title shot. Kind of not the performance that you're looking for, but still. Middleweight's fun, AK, is it not? I mean, Jose just ran off a bunch of names. Strickland versus Paulo Costa, the build to that would be super fun. Strickland versus Vittori, the build to that would be super fun. Andre Muniz, you could go back to the Luke Rockhold thing. There's there's lots of options for him. Middleweight's kind of fun right now. There's there's some there's some stories going on. The two big fights coming up next week. Middleweight's pretty interesting now. It's been a little more interesting now than it was maybe a year or two ago. Yeah, no, it's it's enjoyable. I, I mean, look, um, Israel Adesanya, they were talking today about him 
uh, lapping, starting to sort of lap the you know the division because obviously he's fighting Whitaker again. But that's that's a special case. That's not because he's run out of challengers. I mean, yes, he already rematched Vittori as well. Uh, but but it's it, again, it's it's more just a matter of timing. It's it's a fight that probably could have happened before. Uh, so that that has to be resolved, I think, before Adesanya moves on. But when he does. Like you said, there are there are fresh names. Uh, again, uh, hopefully, again, if Cannon, I don't say hopefully, but if Cannonier beats Brunson, there you go. There's a fresh fight for uh, Adesanya. Otherwise, uh, you get another rematch. So I know how it looks, but yeah, look, you said Strickland, Muniz. Uh, th- th- there's guys coming up. Uh, was today's card necessarily the the best um, the best showing for uh, all the middleweights? I don't know. I mean, Chidi and Jakwani, super exciting. Nick Maximov. Work in progress, uh, and then of course we have the card. Uh, the card coming out, like we said, with with the uh, higher ranked uh, middleweights to fight. So I do agree. I think the division is in a is in a healthy state. I don't know if I'd go as far as to say exciting, but it's healthy. It's healthy. He has uh, Israel Adesanya has people to fight. He has up and coming names. There's no reason for him to you know maybe make take another shot at 205. Um, though who knows what happens with the Prohashka to share a fight. Maybe he takes another stab at it. But um, as it is, yeah, it's a, it's a good place for him to be. Um, Again, this this uh, just excitement wise, this main event maybe might not have looked great for the division and might not have done a lot for either uh, Strickland or Hermanson. All right, I, I had to find it. It is it is officially up on the website. Uh, the scorecard for this main event: mm. Sal Diamato was the one yeah. who scored oh, forty eight forty seven. Uh, he gave rounds one, three, and five to Jack Hermanson and two and four to Sean Strickland. Uh, Derek Cleary gave Strickland every round but round three, which isn't bad because I thought the third round was probably the closest round of the fight. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Junichiro Camillo uh, gave Hermanson one and Strickland's two, three, four, and five. Yeah. So there you go. There's your scorecards. Saldi Amato. Ruined it for everybody. I gave her Manson the first round, and then I had Strickland just okay. wiping the floor with him. There we go. Two through four. Well, that, well, well Diamato didn't have the worst scorecard. I know we're probably going to go down the card, but the thirty twenty seven Doug Crosby uh, for uh, Nick Max for uh, Maximov was uh, was not great. Was not great. That was probably the worst card of the night. Yes, <laughs> I'm not surprised by that card at all, but we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Jose, Jack Hermanson, this is a guy who his goal for 2022 was to fight for the belt. I got to get that title shot. You got to think, and, and anything can happen in MMA, and you say it best, things aren't official until both fighters get into the cage and all that stuff. But you got to feel like the road to a title shot for Jack Hermanson is a very long one now, is it not? Yeah, I would say it's definitely the longest it's been uh, since like his job, since like I would say – like before his Jacare fight, because after that it just felt like it was inevitable that he would get a title shot. But like I said in the preview show and on between the links, like he gets to these the end that like the, that finish line, he's right there, and he just can't get past it. Like he did against Cannoneer, or he did against uh, Sean Strickland, or all these other fighters that he just can't get. He or or Martin Vittori, like these are the these are guys that are fighting for ti- like fighting for titles and stuff like that, and he just can't get past it. Um, but it's 2022, and Glover Teixeira and Charles Oliveira are UFC champions. So, who are we to say his his road to the to the title fight is long and arduous? Because that didn't seem to stop those guys. And uh, Charles Oliveira looks like a world beater, and Glover is, you know, has to fight Yuri Prohaska. So, God bless him. But uh, 2021 seems like the theme of that year was 
uh, fighting through hardships to reach their end goal. So I'm sure Jack Hermanson is going to stick right around in the top seven and middleweight. Not just probably a few years away from a title fight if he keeps winning. It's definitely long and arduous, but it was long and arduous for those other gentlemen that you mentioned as well. And they got there and they won the pony and and here we are. So let's play the game since uh, they have not been released yet as we're we're live here. AK, bonuses. What's your bonus prediction for this card? This seems pretty easy, right? Uh, if, the, if we're only going to performance bonuses, it should be Shavkat and Chidi and Jukawani. They have enough. Mm-hmm. If they decide, I mean, the fight of the night would be Erosa and Peterson, and they should do a fight of the night for that and give all you know $100,000 to Erosa because Peterson missed weight so badly. So I'd feel really bad if Erosa got screwed out of a bonus there. But they it, it, but there were enough finishes that they could go for performance. But I'm I'm having faith they'll go Shavkat, they'll go Chidi and Jukawani, and they'll go $100,000 for Erosa for, for the fight of the night. Pretty, I think that makes sense. You agree, Jose? Yeah, it's like it's a no-brainer. Arosa Peterson had the announcer saying, like, oh, I'll put this right up there with Giga Chikadze and uh, Calvin Cater. So uh, Julian Arosa should get that 100K, and then the other two, that AK said, are just obvious no-brainers. Also, like, when you say, like, the middleweight, like, was it a big standoff for middleweight division? Chidi Njikwani looked great, and Nick Maximoff uh, is a work in progress. Chidi Njikwani is a veteran of – Nick Maximoff is very young in the game. Like, there's – I think it was silly. I thought I said it was silly that that fight was the co-main event to begin with. Like I still very much consider Nick Maximoff a prospect, and Shitty Njikwani should have been in the UFC or fighting like top twenty-five guys. Shouldn't have had to go through the contender series. Mm-hmm. That's poor, poor Mark Andre Barrio having to welcome Shitty Njikwani to the UFC. Yeah, that was wild. Nick Maximoff to remind everybody he's he's twenty-four. Like he's yeah. just getting started. He's two yeah. and zero in the UFC, and just beat Puna Soriano in his second UFC fight. That's pretty impressive. That's a guy that you could work on. You saw if you watch his first UFC fight compared to the second UFC fight, his striking got a lot better just just in that yeah. small window of time. Uh, but crazy fight. We'll we'll find out what the bonuses are for a second. But AK, what did you think of? Uh, the co-main event and it's as we talked about on the the pre-fight Q&A it's officially a co-main event because if they show the walkouts that's they show the walkouts on a fight night it's a co-main event they showed both walkouts on ESPN plus here in the United States so that means it's a co-main event they treated it as such they gave it the co-main event treatment so what did you think of Maximoff's performance did the judges get it right or did uh, was there a little bit of a hose job for Mr. Soriano here? Just for the record, the co-main event designation just means essentially nothing in the situation. But yes, I mean it was technically the co-main event. It's fine. I can't I can't dispute it. It's just, but it's just meaningless. Um, hey, no, they got walkouts aired. A lot of people got walkouts this. aired. A lot of people got walkouts aired on, on this. Well, I feel sorry no, for I you guys. Up in Canada, we got some sweet, sweet walkouts. Let's tell you that right now. We got we got I don't think we got all of them. Yeah. We got battle. Oh, we got battle and gore. You guys got battle and gore. We got battle and gore. Yeah, yeah, we got battle. That's what I'm saying. So that, that doesn't. But we didn't get. We didn't, we didn't, get, we didn't get Shafkat. I don't know. We didn't get Shafkat. Did, did you? I I might have missed it, but that's disappointing. Just Shafkat though. We didn't get Harris. We got Shafkat. I don't think they played Sam Alvey right because I would have done my usual. I hate Hey Soul Sister tweet unless I just blocked it out. <laughs> anyway, we didn't. Uh, no, yeah, no. Look, I, like, like we said. I, I can poo-poo over it being called a co-main event all I want. It's not Nick Maximo's fault, and it's not uh, Punisariano's fault that uh, that they're they were put in that position and and expected to I don't know again be 
a co-main event quality fight and it was it was a competitive you know scrap it was a little bit difficult to score because there was so much grappling with uh from the maximo side with little uh damage and soriano's bursts of damage were few and far between so um it wasn't the most fun fight to watch i'm sure it was not a fun fight to judge i know i'm crapping on doug crosby who probably could have done a much better job but in general Again, scoring a fight like that is just like, how do you decide? Because Nick Maximov did almost no damage throughout the fight, and Suriano did a little bit of damage. So, you know, if we did more draws, maybe it'd be that way. But then Maximov controlled so much of the action. I think if you're just watching, you're kind of like, well, he, you know, he dictated where it went. He might not have hurt him. It's, it's, it's a very difficult fight to score. If you're going strictly on damage, Soriano did more. But I mean, man, how can you spend that much time on your back doing nothing? And, and, and win a fight. So I don't know. I don't blame. I don't blame. Uh, uh, the, I don't think it's a robbery at all. I think Maximo won the fight. I think that's fine. So yeah, good for him. Stayed undefeated. Like you said, young guy, 24 years old, can only improve. But I hope they take him along slow. I hope they don't kind of like try and get push the, push him just so much because he's a Diaz guy. He's undefeated. He has a great skill. He is a good wrestler. Like he has a, a, a maybe close to A plus level skill. But he's got to round out his game a lot before we move it up this uh, 185 pound division. But yeah, there's there's no reason they should rush him. I, I can see him getting more wins this year and and not facing a top 20 guy until like until 2023. Here they go, Zay. I mean, he won. It's the most important thing. Most important thing. And uh, anytime the UFC can show one of the Diaz brothers on screen, they're gonna do it relentlessly, and that's pretty much what they did. Uh, I. I know some people. I saw some people on my Twitter saying that, like, oh, the only reason Nick Maximoff is in the UFC is because he has the 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 Diaz rub. Like when I, I believe he made his debut when who was it when Nick fought, right? Was that? Yeah, card? It was on. Yeah, it was yeah, on that card. He fought, so. he fought uh, Cody Brundage. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then one of his one of their other teammates is on the undercard, which if you want to tell me he didn't belong in the UFC, then I would probably be like, yeah, probably. Uh, but I don't think they were saying that he's not good enough, just that he's super young. Maybe he maybe he should have gotten a handful more victories before signing to the UFC. But the dude be Puna Soriano. Puna Soriano, what, a year ago, people were saying is was going to be one of the future contenders of the division, kind of one of the, the bright prospects at 185 pounds. So not the most exciting, but he won. He clearly has the right team behind him. So I don't know. I don't know who he should fight next. Someone outside the top 50, maybe. We'll see. I mean, Puna Puna's a good win, man. That's a really good win. Yeah, and that wrestling good. pressure is going to be tough for a lot of guys at 180. Like, maybe someone like uh, Alessio DeChirico. You know, someone sure. that yeah. has a decent, he has a good highlight reel. Like, he, he they can show him knocking out. Uh, what's his uh, what's crap? What's his name? Um, Buckley. Joaquin Buckley. Joaquin Buckley. Yeah, and then or you know, he has a good he, and it's a it's a very winnable fight for Maximoff. So, but that's if they don't want to blitz him up the blitz him up the division. We're still waiting on the bonuses, but uh, an interesting interesting little note: Sean Strickland uh, was just on the post fight show on ESPN Plus and said that. Tonight was the last fight on his contract. Oh, so that could, we have free agents on Sean Strickland going down, we'll get a new deal. dude. They'll I'm work sure it out. They'll probably get a new deal today. They'll probably resign him today. 
And, and by the way, we had a pre uh, a pre fight question that was like, you know, oh, is the UFC gonna, if he has an impressive performance and like he does a you know main event on ESPN next time again, are they going to kind of like are they going to be wary of his you know his outspoken personality? And like the video package was all about like I'm a villain, like I'm the bad guy, and I say this stuff, and I'm like I don't think ESPN or UFC are are too concerned about his uh, his quote unquote bad guy persona. So yeah, as long as he reigns it in. Uh, and again, hopefully, again, like I said, someone gets him, like talks to him about some of his slightly more aberrant comments. I don't think ESPN's too worried. Again, just you know, he he can headline uh, uh, fight nights as much as they as much as they want him to. Yeah, I mean, just think about his post fight interview tonight after the after the fight. He's critical yeah. of his performance, and then like the best thing he said that that stood out was like the last things that he said. He said, uh, "Thank the fans. Without them." They they basically signed oh, his paycheck. Exactly. With without you guys, yep. I would probably be a piece of shit somewhere. Now I'm a piece <laughs> of shit with money. Let's go. Right. I mean, that's funny. That that's, that's what the UFC wants to hear. That, that's what the UFC wants to hear. Right? As long as they hear it, they're like, okay, good. Yeah, that's that's you know, be grateful to us. Be grateful to the fans. Just don't say anything else. Go to the back. That's it. Right. Yes. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Uh, rest of the main card. I mean, we got to talk about Shafka Rachmanov, AK, because I think you needed mm. to see. I think people needed to see a little bit more. I I was sold on him already. Mm. Some people just need to see one more, and they thought Carlson Harris was the right opponent to to see if we could get him over that hump. You're a believer, AK, 100. percent You are oh, yeah. on the wow. Shafka train, no doubt about it. I mean, I was telling people not to overlook Carlson Harris, but also only to make it the point that, like, man, if he beats Carlson Harris, that's legit. This is not this is not a pylon they lined up for him just to go. He can go three and zero in the UFC. This is a legitimate competition. A guy who himself was coming off two finishes and looking to go three and zero in the UFC. So either way, I feel like the UFC uh, would have been happy with whoever won. Uh, but I mean, Shavkat, 
he just he just blew him out of the water. What a spectacular finish! It was a beautifully timed spin kick. It was like it, it was like a, almost like a counter. Like it was it was while Harris was lunging in, just caught him perfectly, uh, and then and then it led to a finish. That's three finishes against really good competition for this guy, undefeated from uh, from Kazakhstan. Uh, he looks great. Uh, he is currently leading our poll. I do a poll, guys. Who was the star? of USC Vegas 47. I put Strickland, Rachmanov, Arosa, and Njikawani. Rachmanov way ahead, 48% of the vote. So he's uh, he made an impression tonight. Absolutely. Jose, I, I, with, with a guy like Shavkat, let's put him like, let, let's have a comparison between, I don't know, a top 30 guy and Hamzat Shamayev. Where, where, where in between those two guys where, would you put him after that performance? Because there's always the argument, you don't want to rush him too fast. But then there's certain prospects you see, like a Shamaya, where you're like, let's just throw him in with a top five guy. Let's throw him right in there for a title fight because we feel like he's ready. How far do you think the UFC could put, like, could the UFC throw him a top 10 guy right now without any issue? Maybe top 15. I'd be really interested in seeing him fight. He hasn't really broken a sweat inside there. Like the problem with Shafkrat is he beat Cowboy Oliveira in his what? That was that his debut or it was either his first fight or his second his fight debut. in the UFC. So he, yeah. So he got a big name right out of the gate, which Hamzat Shamayev did not do. Hamzat Shamayev got on everyone's radar because he fought like twice in the span of 10 days and then beat Gerald Mirshar and then he took a long break and then beat the leech. Does anyone that Hamzat Shamayev beat a bigger name than Cowboy Oliveira? In the eyes of the fans, in terms of like name recognize re- name recognition, I don't know. Like of those of all the names that the U- in the UFC that uh, Shav- Shavkat and Hamzat Shamayev have fought combined, I think Cowboy Oliveira is the best name, talent wise, and the most recognizable. So if we're gonna give him the Hamzat Shamayev treatment, so be it. I don't like if we're gonna throw him in the top fifteen. The problem is I don't think anyone in the top fifteen is gonna want to fight him because he doesn't have that aura like Hamzat. Uh, I would like to see him fight someone maybe outside the top 25 that is still re- like in that name recognition, like uh, like a Jake Matthews or Nico Price or Michelle Pereira or uh, uh, Zaleski, like one of those guys where fans clearly know who they are. They're not top 15 fighters, but they are still supremely talented. And at one point, we're probably top 15 fighters and always put on a high high level fight and a win over them is would be again a bigger win than anyone that Hamza has fought next. So I like to see him fight someone in that in one of those names that I threw out there. But the dude's a monster. Uh, wish he knew a little bit more English so he could speak uh, like Hamza does. But in terms of his fighting ability, he is he's going to be a problem for a long time. Yeah, I was missing uh, our boy Syat doing the translation yeah. because whoever <laughs> was in there doing it that was that was very awkward. AK, I know we'll think about it a little bit more, but mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like maybe an Alex Morono type would be a yep. good opponent next for for Shavkat Rachmanov. Yeah, I like that. I saw. I believe someone said in his scrum he called out uh, Demolador, Michelle Pajeda. Uh, yeah, that'd so be that'd be, yeah, that'd be interesting. I don't hate it. I, I, and ranking like I would put them around a similar spot in my own rankings for sure. Uh, the other option is a, is a Court McGee. I know Court McGee has a lot more UFC experience. But that is kind of how they treat Court, though. Court is kind of like a – they do kind of use him as like a litmus test. He's on his his own win streak, uh, which is nice for Court McGee for once. So uh, maybe they wanted to be a little more favorable and not put him in front of the Shavkat train. But again, like I said, that's how they've used him in the past. So there's a ton of options for Shavkat. I think going top 15 
uh, might be a little bit a little bit too early. And again, there's just names there who don't. I, I mean, they're just not going to want to fight them. They're they're going to angle for other fights with guys higher than them. So uh, if you're Shavkat and you want to fight as soon as possible, you take a McGee, you take a Morano, you take a uh, Michelle Pajada would be great. But I also think Pajada will probably um, hunt for a bigger name. How about the winner of Matt Brown and Brian Barbarena? Hmm. I'd love to fight Matt Brown. I that'd be a maybe fun, if fun. Matt Brown wins. I don't, know. I don't Brian think Brian Barbarian Jason Witt. Yeah, but yeah, like you're coming off a win, you know. They're both recognizable names. They're both always in exciting fights. I think Brian mm-hmm. Barbarian's ground game is a little underrated. Uh, he has he's like real slick up there in the MMA lab. So just a guy that it can is durable that can at least test, you know. Which that just sounds like Cowboy Oliveira. So it's like, what am I even talking about? <laughs> Tim Means would be a fun would be a fun one yep. too. Yeah, someone like that's not going to challenge for a title anytime soon, but is super durable and exciting and a big yeah. And you, and, and like you test when, these guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, like when Duho Choi comes. Do we have out. a every now and then you need one of those fights? Casey, do we have any kind of like news brief sound bites anywhere? Because oh, we got oh, bonuses. Wait, 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 wait. Do I have one? We got bonuses. Uh, Maybe like the uh, the the weigh-ins recap music we're running you want like a, you want like a news of the world the thing no that was more of uh that was i'm sorry no that was more of the rude sandstorm i apologize i i was going sorry i meant i meant that sounds like a telegram is coming in 19 yeah yeah no that's yeah that's what we want no that's what we want we want the telegram we want the facts coming in let me go grab the piece of paper yeah sweet hot we might have something hold on Oh, hey, Kev, have you ever used a fax machine? A long time ago. Uh, mm. and I, gosh, not in years. <laughs> I would hope not in years. <laughs> oh, I, hey, look, sometimes paperwork needs to be done. Or maybe we get some drum roll or something. All right. Performance of the night. Chidi and Jokowani mm-hmm. and Shafkat Rachmanov. Now, the big question is, what is the UFC going to do with the fight of the night? They Very did the right only. thing. Breaking news. The winner of the fight of the night, Julian Juicy J. Arosa, gets both bonuses, $100,000 on top of the win bonus, the show money, and the, the penalty money he received from Stephen Ocho Peterson for missing weight. What a night for Julian Arosa. Congratulations, Juicy J. The Juicy J story continues on and continues to be one of the more undervalued and underrated stories in all of MMA. So good job, UFC. You got this one right. I feel a little bad for Steven Peterson. People, hey, and listen, listen, people who know me know I, I have no sympathy for people who miss weight. I, I am no I am no E. Casey Lydon, okay? I uh, If someone misses weight, <laughs> I find it quite infuriating. I, I, I mean, extreme weight cutting is obviously stupid. But it is – look, if one, if one guy has to do it, both guys have to do it. So it, it sucks that he missed weight by three pounds. And I get it. He gets penalized at 30%. But think about this. He's going home now. 30% of one check. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to look back. I don't know how reliable this is. His last – the last reported payout. OK. So this was – because this was in – he fought in uh, Arizona. And apparently the payouts, I believe they were released. Yeah. So and Peterson, he missed weight there too. And he missed weight there too. So Steven Peterson made – 23,000 to show and lost 20% of that lost 9,000. So this, so let's say he made 30,000 this time. So, so he lost like $10,000. 
um, and missed out on a hundred thousand, oh, fifty thousand dollars of bonus. So, I, I, look, he made his own bed. He should sleep in it. I get it. I get it. But just when you think how vicious that fight was and how entertaining it was, and it's just guys, these guys need to be paid more. It's, they need it's to be paid more. It's messed up. It's disappointing because Steve Peter Steve Ocho Peterson kept talking about how he got his weight issues down mm. and he was like looking forward like I'm pretty sure he Instagrammed or tweeted like looking forward to an easy cuts 145 oh. and he missed by more than the last time he missed. And then like and he, then I he said he like 147, 148 in Arizona and then he came with 149 in Vegas so bad Obviously, a super supremely exciting guy. I don't think he's ever going to be top fifteen, but just off the top of my head, like he had that spinning something KO win in Mexico, and then beating mm-hmm. Chase Super, and then one of the better fights you'll see uh, on a on a fight night. So exciting fighter, exciting finisher, killer be killed type of guy. But probably and he's not that big, so he can't. So I don't. I don't think yeah. he'd be that. Yeah. Like I don't think he'd be like. It's, he'll, oh, go to one fifty five. Be more durable. Like no. It's, he's so small for 155 <laughs> it's messed up because they were saying on the broadcast one of them was uh, i think it was bisping or oh, maybe felder that was saying they spoke to peterson and he said man uh, you know uh, i don't know what went wrong with the weight cut obviously i feel bad about it and that uh maybe it's time for me to to get some help with you know i can't do this on my own maybe go to the pi he's almost 30 fights into his pro career he's been fighting for uh, 11 years i think like and this isn't just him. This is the whole business. But I'm just using him as an example. How crazy is that a guy can have almost 30 pro fights and been fighting for 11 years and only now, only now is like, oh, man, you know, maybe I need help figuring out this weight cut thing. You know, and I, I get it. It's, it's worked up. It's mostly worked out for him up until this point. But that's crazy. Like, that's where MMA is compared to other pro sports. You know what I mean? It's like it, 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 that, 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 that kind of conversation can be had with someone who's been around for so long. So whatever happens, again, I, I think at the very least he did save himself. Uh, from being released i think i, I know he, he won't get the fight of the night money but it, you know at least he did win the fight of the night the ufc will remember that the matchmakers will remember that he will get another chance to compete because if he hadn't if he had just lost in a stinker or gotten finished really quickly that probably would have been it for steven peterson so at the very least he saved, at the very least he saved his job and has a chance to go 15 minutes with another featherweight killer next time and get even more uh punch to the face even more so uh yeah good Don't way to go spend money Save your money on tattoos and get a nutritionist instead because you spent a lot of money on some pretty outrageous tattoos that aren't even that well done, Steve Peterson. I apologize, but if you like them, that's all that matters. That's what I tell everyone, but they're not that well. The application is, is lacking. So now Steven Peterson's going to have to fight like Sean Woodson next and – We'll see what happens there because that ain't going to be fun for anybody. Uh, and if you watch Between the Links, you would have got tremendous insight from our our friend New York Rick who uh, sang the praises of one Julian Arosa and sort of predicted this is the kind of performance you were going to see out of one Juicy J tonight. And uh, he came through. It was a hard sell. And uh, New York Rick just wants to say all hail Juicy J for a fantastic performance. Uh, like other notable victories – God. I'd like to see him fight the winner. Who's Nate Landwehr fighting? Lerone Murphy? Yes. I think that's the fight because Ju- uh, Steven Peterson wanted to fight Nate so bad. And now that Julian beat him, just kind of slot him into where Steve Peterson wanted to be. Also, I, that, that Julian Rose versus either of those guys it just sounds like a fun time in general. Wait, someone no, Nate Landwehr lost on Twitter Julian What am I talking about? Maybe if yeah, Lerone Murphy right. wins, that's the fight. If. Someone mentioned Julian Arosa versus Billy Q, and that yeah, that's fun is fantastic. 
That's super yeah. fun. Had that, had that uh, never been booked? Had that never been? That sounded so familiar. I saw someone mention that. Like I thought that had at least been booked. It never is never booked. No. Huh. Yeah, definitely. So. You had, should have, about the, probably who's that, who's, too much uh, on to the next one. Who's, who's Bruce Leroy fighting? Sadiq Youssef? That's a fun yep. fight, too. Juicy J moving up that ladder. Um, By the way, can I say – can Juicy I say – Juicy J versus Giga Chikadze would be would be interesting coming off of that loss to Calvin Cater. I, I don't love the nickname Juicy J. Is it, can I oh, can God, I say AK. that it's not it's not raw dog levels, but it's like listen, you know where I come from. My people have a saying, uh, and that's uh, you don't trust a man named Juicy. Um, and maybe it loses something in the translation, but I, so I just, Juicy J is an Academy uh, Award winning hip hop artist. He has what? an Academy Award Who? as a member of Three Six Mafia for hustle and flow. That's right. It, Shout out to my he, friends in Memphis. Academy Award winner. Juicy J. <laughs> is he named after? So is Arosa named what? after Juicy J? We should all be named after members of Three Six Mafia. Oh, That's what are the other ones name. named? What are the other ones named? The uh, Project Pad. There you go. Oh, that's, that's okay. Yeah, that's not too bad. Don't call me. I, I, I'm just. I don't. I don't know anyone personally named yeah, Juicy. DJ Paul, Gangsta Boo. Those are the two. Some of my. The only two other ones I remember. Sure. Those so, are so infamous, is it not? If I remember correctly. Is it not the year of Juicy J, AK? Uh, it's not the year of Juicy J. It's not the year of the raw dog. But again, the year is very, <laughs> the year is very young. And God help me if one of these guys goes on a three, wins three or four fights this year because uh, I'm never going to hear the end of it. So uh, right. Julian Rosa, hey, go. great performance, great fighter. But uh, I, I, know, I, cannot call, DJ- I cannot call a grown man Juicy. We got DJ Paul. <laughs> we got Juicy J. We got Crunchy Black. We got Gangsta uh-huh. Boo. We got Lord yeah, Infamous, Black. and one that I'm uh-huh. not going to say on air because it would. <laughs> yes. I, I'm the wrong skin color. Yes, that's what um, I'm going call. Maybe it'll be the year of Brennan Allen after his uh, second no. round submission win over Sam Alvey. Um, maybe it'll be the year of Brian Battle after his one-eyed third round dig deep unanimous decision win over Trayshawn Gore. Maybe it's uh, the year of Sexy Mexi, John Castaneda, of Nick, finishing Miles Johns. What is Gore's nickname? Uh, Mr. Vicious? Silly. Is it Mr. Vicious? It's something, but yeah, he it is Mr. Vicious. He change his yeah. name to the God Butcher from the Marvel comics because that's Gore the God Why? Butcher, and that is just a fantastic <laughs> name. He's going to be played by A.K. A- Lee. He's going to be played by Academy Award winner Christian Bale in the new Thor movie. So this is the oh. the Academy Awards are coming up. You can clearly see where my head's at. Hung out with Joe B in Anaheim. I'm just constantly, you know, got to plug these Oscars. Well done. There are a lot of finishes right. on this card. Malcolm Gordon with the this nasty a, arm injury. This was a Phil good Rowe. card up until like yeah. near the end. This was not. A, I'm seeing yeah. a lot of comments like, "Oh, this card was crap." I'm like, "What?" Like. Yeah. This card was fine up until up until maybe the last two. It was fine. How was this a bad card? Why was this, yeah, why was this card Phil bad? Rowe, good. Phil Rowe, great performance. Jailton Almeida. Amazing. That guy is going to be really, really tough to beat. Davis Stolyrenko was really fun. Uh, that, that was, was a, a good fun fight. fight, yeah. Cheaty, Cheaty with 16-second knockout. Uh, Dawadu looked really good tonight. The Cassidy had a great performance. Looked and amazing. Ju- the Julian mm-hmm. Rosa Steven Peterson fight was ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think you like, play in that fight alone should tilt the scale. I'm not saying it's like the card of the year, but like this is a bad like this is a bad card. Like then what like, I don't like I think we need we to Shafcott? We got freaking Shafcott with I'm the sure hook kick. Yeah, I don't know. 
It, it just it just wasn't. It, it was fine. It, it was it was a good card. I thought not every. It wasn't a perfect card, but it was good. Like was I don't know. This, I don't, I'm not sure if people were looking for. Was this the best UFC card of the year in terms of like the performances? It was the best card in February. Three. Yes. Uh, no, because like, I don't uh, like. There were a lot of decisions on Cater Ka- Chikadze, and then there were a lot of fights that were fights, and they were like fun performances. But there was nothing like crazy in UFC two seventy two seventy. It probably was the the best That's one so question. far. It was better than Bellator two seventy three. <laughs> yeah, unless you were there in person. So, I mean, yeah, maybe this is the front runner right now. I mean, it didn't end yeah. tremendously. It, it was like if you were, like if you watched the Royal Rumble this past Saturday, yeah. you started with Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, and it was a great match. You're like, all right, this is going to be really good. And then it ended with that terrible Royal Rumble with that predictable right. finish, and you left with a terrible taste in your mouth. And I feel well, – I don't feel it was, like it was that bad are, tonight, but – Obviously, MMA fighters just better than professional wrestlers at professional wrestling. <laughs> and <laughs> Bobby Lashley, well, Ronda, and Brock Lesnar. So, Let me just go. put it this way. I think like nine out of the, I think like nine out of these thirteen fights were worth watching. Like if if someone asked yeah. me and they missed the card and they're like, "What should I watch? Like, what should can I skip?" I'd say, "Oh, you can skip maybe like four fights on it. Maybe nine out of thirteen fights were worth watching. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good card. That's how it, like I don't I don't again I just don't know what the definition of a bad, I, now I don't know what the definition of a bad card is anymore. I guess anything that wasn't like it didn't end with a, a, a fight of the year main event is a bad card. Like honestly, I have no idea. I, I really don't know what the what, where that you know what what, what it is. MMA fans in 2022 are just on another level right now. I mean, you, you I don't know what, what's going to make you happy. I mean, Spoiled. look at the stretch Spoiled. they had from like UFC 267 oh, to know. UFC 259. So like so just good. every paper. Like if you look at our like events of the year, fight of the years, they all take place in the span of like three months. Yep. Yeah. No, they had a hell of a run to end next week's fight. 100%. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You know what? Let's go to, let's go to the peeps. Let's see what the peeps are thinking right now. Go to them for, for a few minutes. Right. See what they got to say. Well, this is now a this Saturday podcast. Yes. <laughs> read the uh, name. Shad Al Shadi said, "Make sure we read this out loud for our podcast uh-huh. listeners." So, uh-huh. and I'm not joking for those listening right now. Uh, Doo Doo Poop <laughs> mm-hmm. said, "Izzy will kick Strickland's head off his shoulders. He's not ready. He needs another fight with a killer first. Listen, nobody thinks Strickland's fighting for the title next. All right, we all we're all aware of that. Uh, but there's some interesting options. Like we said, throw him in there with Vittori. Paul Costa just seems like." so much chaos like everything about that just the whole fight week and costa being like will he make weight will he even try to make weight will he just try to make this a 205 pound fight just like he did with the Vittori fight like all sorts of fun chaos that sean strickland would just find himself involved in 
just seems like a lot of fun. So, I mean, no, there's no need to throw him into a title fight, but yeah, there's some, there's some good matchups for him. I don't think Izzy kicks his head off. I think Eric Nixick has Sean Strickland down to a science. Because if you watch that fight, pretty much every everything Jack Hermanson threw, Sean Strickland didn't got out of the way, but didn't exude like a ton of energy. Like he if he no. got out of the way like inches, so and then was right back in it. And then in the in in between rounds, like Nixick was breaking him down. Like I think Eric Nixick is just an outstanding coach. Because uh, he like, because I think like I spoke with Greg Jackson once, and it's like when he sees certain fighters, if he just sees their silhouette, he can tell you exactly where they fight. Like AKA guys have a similar fighting style. Like ATT guys have a similar style. Mark Henry and this and that. I think Eric Nixick is just like the opposite of that. I think he just it's it's fighter to fighter. He just builds around that fighter's strength specifically, and I think him and Sean Strickland. Uh, him and Francis Gano, him and all of his fighters is just such an astounding, uh, like cohesive unit. I think, I don't think Izzy. I think I would very clearly pick Izzy to win that fight, but I don't think he decapitates him. I think they would have a pretty solid game plan to avoid that. Yep, I'd like to see Nixick. I mean, that'd be an interesting fight someday. Nick, no Nick, doubt about Nixick it. versus Eugene Behrman, like that is such a good fight right there. Uh, Eric Nixick, by the way, responded to the split decision, uh, said, quote on Twitter, not even one media member scored it for Jack Hermanson. I know we won, but if this guy is still judging, he will continue to make egregious decisions and ultimately cost fighters their careers and livelihood. So yeah, that's I, Eric Nixick for you. And I you can't. Yeah. And I'm Eric just seeing Nixick what the media scores like, are. Is, and Eric Nixick is too level headed for MMA. I've been saying that forever, and so <laughs> yeah. anything that gets him riled up is like you know something's wrong. And, be- and before we get to the next question, I will say I still think Strickland uh, could have a competitive fight with 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 Adesanya. He Absolutely. really he really just did w- enough to win today, and it w- I get it, it was not exciting, but he I think they respected how dangerous Hermanson was, and they fought the kind of fight that would not allow Hermanson to show off his best skills. That's what they did, and it led to again pretty uneventful, uh, pretty monotonous fight. But it's it's winning. Winning isn't always exciting. We have countless champions throughout UFC history who we've seen sometimes have bad fights when they win. I'm not saying Strickland's a UFC champion, but I'm saying you put him in there with Adesanya, you see, you'll see a different fighter than the one you saw tonight. I, of course, I'd pick yeah. Adesanya to beat him nine times out of ten, but it was not like, oh, he's going to knock him out in 30 seconds. Like, no, it's stylistically, it's a, it's a good matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marvin like Vittori kind of wrote the blueprint on how to beat Jack Romanson with volume, and they, they pretty much use a lot of those same strategies. Do I think Adesanya's losing sleep over this fight? Probably not, but he's also got a big fight against the number two guy in the world coming up in a week's time right now. Like He's getting ready to probably walk into the Toyota Center at this very moment, one week from right now. So he's got a lot on his mind. I don't think this fight cost him any sleep, if we're being honest, because it's probably not going to happen for another year or so. I hope we're not. Well, that would be a pretty wild main card if they're about to fight at 9 o'clock. So, yeah, let's do it. Right. All right. What's next for for Sam Alvey, AK? Man, I, I don't know. Listen, I probably don't know enough about Sam Alvey's personal life. Certainly not about his finances. But I, 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 you have to be thinking retirement at this point. Uh, he'll be thirty six in May. He's on quite a, a. He's on a winless streak. He tied BJ Penn tonight for the longest winless streak in. Uh, 
in UFC history. Um, so zero, seven, and one, which I think is the same as BJ. BJ had the draw against uh, John Fitch, which I don't know if it was the beginning of his winless streak. It was early. It was either the first. Sure. I believe BJ beat Matt Hughes and then fought John Fitch to a draw. So, so it was the draw, and then so I, be, and then seven, and then, I could I, be wrong. You might be right, and then like seven straight losses, something like that. So Alvy's a little different. So it's three straight losses. There's a draw, and then four straight losses before that. Either way. <laughs> bad i think i don't think we need to delve too much in the data here it's bad it's bad he's lost to good fighters he's lost to mid-range fighters he's lost to short notice replacements like he did tonight um we brendan allen a huge favorite it wasn't shocking um obviously viewed as a much more talented fighter on on the come up right now while alvey's on his way down um i called second round submission by the way on the money so uh it it, it was it was a little touch it was a little touch and go there in round one i think people were like oh wow alvey looks better than we expected but again when you call in a guy on four days notice I think it took Brendan Allen a little bit of time to get going. Once he did, he asserted himself and, and, and he won the fight. So, um, but I, I just don't know if if I know, I know if you're Sam Alvey, you're looking, you're like, oh, I went to a decision with this guy. I went to a decision with this guy. It's not like my chin is shot, but you're only going to take more damage here on out. I have to think the UFC is finally going to part ways with him. I know we said the same thing after the that ugly, ugly, ugly loss <laughs> decision loss to Wellington Terman. Um, for some reason, they gave him another shot. I, I think this is it, though. I think it's time to let go. And if you're him and you can afford it, and you have other things to move on to in life, maybe maybe you consider retirement. Yeah, I don't know if the UFC brings them back, but it wouldn't shock me if they did. Happy trails, perhaps. Smiling, Sam. And we know you'll be smiling all the way. <laughs> you don't trust yeah. a man named Juicy. Again, it loses something in the translation, but that is an ancient Chinese proverb. You don't trust a man named Juicy. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> Uh, banana leaf. Did Soriano get injured? Yes, that's an interesting question. Uh, I'm sh- I'll, I'll have to check in. Maybe I'll ask Eric Nixick. Like he was shrieking in pain in the middle of the fight. Yeah, I mean it's probably like a pulled muscle or something. Like I'm sure something tweaked. I mean, he basically was carrying Nick Maximoff on his back for 15 minutes. So I'm sure that's just annoying in, in on many <laughs> fronts. So don't know what the injury. Was but it seemed like something was bugging him. Uh, Joseph Boza thoughts on Brendan Allen today. Literally came off the couch on three days' notice, flew into Vegas, went straight to his scrum, and did that to Sam Alvey. He did what he had to do as uh, the biggest favorite on the card. So good on him. And uh, we'll see what's next. He wanted to come back, said he had a bad taste in his mouth, said something happened with his last fight, some personal stuff. So clear headed. Good on him. Yep. Did what he had to do. <clears throat> Leathery foot. Jailton Almeida definitely deserves a shout out. He looks like a promising light heavyweight prospect. AK, are wow. you a believer? Wow, that dude was scary. I mean, he looked scary. Mike, I, I messaged you saying uh, his physique looks impressive. Well, that's not how I put it, but there was a uh, his physique I- incredibly impressive. Uh, if uh, if anyone wants more information, go uh, read uh, Guillermo Cruz's uh, article. He interviewed Jailton last February. I'm sure he'll speak to Jailton again soon and get some more info. But you can sort of uh, read about Jailton Almeida comparing his style to Khabib Nurmagomedov, saying I, I use him as reference. So that's a scary thought when you see the guy that big, uh, that aggressive. You saw you saw the wrestling today. You saw the. He was. This is a guy who was not just holding on to position. I mean, once he got into, um, he advanced to mount and was just pounding away. He was either going to choke Dillon Marquez or he was going to punch him out. Eventually, the TKO happened. Uh, Marquez was a little salty about it, but I, I think, uh, I think it was referee Mike Beltran who did a good job and was like, "No, you're, you're not getting that position. Why, why should I let you take twenty more hammer fists?" So, yeah, he's definitely a promising uh, light heavyweight prospect. 
I think that's accurate. Uh, light heavyweight, not the deepest division. You could see him uh, in, in the top 10 by the end of this year. Yeah, he's legit, man. Uh, Lambobo Sky. <sighs> what about the first bout that Ukraine dislocated his shoulder? Yeah, that was nasty. I think that's I am I am Bobo Sky or I am Baboski. What did I say? Lamb. lamb. I said I lamb. Looks like, it looks like an L. It could be it an L. It looks like a lowercase L. Lambo Boski. Was it his shoulder or his elbow? Sky, uh, elbow, was it I think. Wasn't like his elbow that like popped out? It, there was pictures on uh, Getty, so right, like right onto it, where yeah, look, it's just big bulbous, like it was horrible. It was horrible. Um, he was really, and he's. Uh, Denis, we were talking about him before the show, Mike. Uh, Denis Bondar really hyped up. Uh, Fourteen straight wins. A guy who looks like I think he is going to be a factor at flyweight. So, and he, uh, his debut was delayed multiple times. So, very unfortunate. He finally gets in the octagon and suffers kind of a freak injury. Uh, congrats to Malcolm Gordon for the win. But I think even he afterwards was like, "Holy crap!" Like that wasn't the plan. I think he did know the the move that he attempted had some risk of injury, but no one plans to snap another dude's arm like that. And um, uh, I, I, hopefully, Bondar's not out too long, and it is not a uh, it's not a tear. It is like maybe a clean break or something. And um, otherwise, uh, I don't know. It could be another long delay. But uh, Bondar is a prospect. Just just his debut could not have gone worse for him. Hundred percent. Alex Lawson, did ESPN Plus stop censoring today, or is someone asleep at the wheel? I mean, I, 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 the the exclusive ESPN Plus cards they usually don't censor that much because it's not on television. It's on a like uh, basically a premium service that you pay for. Um, but I know some of those cards get shown on maybe TSN, like regular TSN. I don't know if that was the case up in your neck of the woods, AK. Was it on oh, we TSN had hard- or was it on like? Yeah, yeah, it was on TSN, and we had hardcore censoring. Like they they did the thing where as soon as there was a bad word, they just censored the next like twenty seconds just in case. So uh, so mo- a lot of the post fight <laughs> promo. I'm not kidding. A lot of the post fight promos, I caught like some words here and there. I got the general gist of it, but uh, tons of bleeping up here. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty good here. Nothing. Nothing really got, and l- luckily there's nothing too crazy anyways. <laughs> Brian Battle was all sorts of fired up. Uh, Tom S., do you know the story behind Strickland's walkout song, Odd Choice? No idea what the story is. What but do you walk out surprising to? either. What's it called? What's that song called? Something um, marching one by one. Hurrah. Yeah, hurrah. yeah. Damon, Damon has the name. Um, did you, uh, Jose, did you hear it? No, I had it muted. Yeah, it's that and it's called oh, I can't remember. oh uh when Johnny comes marching home. Thanks, shout out to Damon Martin for uh, always singing out to the ants come marching. I, I I think I don't I don't <laughs> think it's that there. song. I think that's what I don't think it's that song. <laughs> I think I it is though. I'm gonna tell myself I'm gonna tell myself that that's what he walked out to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's but I, you know the song. The first but you, thing I you, thought about too. <laughs> So uh, what do you think of that, Jose, as a walkout song? It's just a weird walkout song for a weird guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think Brian Battle had the best walkout song of the night. What did he walk out to? Triple H's The oh, Game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Motorhead. That was, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, thoughtful DJ. Strickland's psycho shtick is kind of amusing, but that flies out the window when you're that careful in a fight. Listen, her it's man's definitely, a dangerous guy. 
it's definitely interesting where if you just show all of that dude's interviews and then you watch his like who's the that was it Grabaka Hitman that tweeted like oh the funniest how many rounds would it take to shot for Sean Strickland actually kill a guy 30 or 35 <laughs> which is hilarious because I do agree because I was watching this fight I'm like Sean Strickland is clearly a psycho but he doesn't fight like a psycho he fights like an intelligent high like some people are just really good at one thing and Sean Strickland is really good at not getting punched and throwing mm. in one jab. So yep. props to him. He's a wacky individual and says a lot of stupid things, and he's clearly a psychotic individual, but he's a supremely talented fighter. Maybe that's a mind game on top of everything. Sure. I don't think Sean Strickland is deep, deep diving into mind games. I think he's a wack. He, I just think he's a lunatic. I think that's 100% him. But maybe Eric Nixick is just like that guy. He's like his Paul Bearer with the urn, where he just like kind of calms him down and puts him in the right spot. <laughs> That's, cool. uh, That's true. <laughs> it felt like it was a make-or-break fight for Hermanson. Given the split decision loss, he probably deserves another top opponent. What do you guys think about him fighting at welterweight if he loses again? <laughs> Can Hermanson cut to welterweight? He's a pretty big dude. He looked huge. He's tall. Today. He looks huge. Tall. Um, yeah, he... I'm, I wish that fight was in California. I'd love to know what he weighed tonight. Yeah. yeah. No, he looked huge. He's probably, he looked, like, he's probably in the twos. He, he'd have to really slim down. He'd have to lose some muscle. And, I, you, know, you know, if you're a fighter, I that's mean, not really ideal. Uh, or he could just stick in middleweight, keep making money, and, you know, fight. he's clearly a top 15 middleweight. Mm-hmm. Like, he's always in it. Like, remember he lost a couple fights, uh, and then he came back, in, or he lost to Cannoneer, and then he came back and, like, tapped Gaslam, like, ASAP. Like, he's... I don't have a problem with sticking 185 and just keep winning. Yeah, he's a very serviceable guy. Yeah. Very Late serviceable class guy. changes aren't always the answer. Most surprising victory of the night. Hmm, that's a good question. Castaneda? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's good. It's, mm, I, it's yeah, not, maybe. It wasn't, it wasn't like a massive upset. But I do think uh, I, I had picked Johns. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I yeah. don't know if you guys picked. Miles Johns at one point, at one point, was like an undefeated like prospect that everyone was super high on. I was at his mm-hmm. fight in Houston. It was like one of the last two pay per views before the pandemic, and he was a really good interview. And then he lost in his hometown, and then mm. popped back and won a couple more. So uh, I thought I was real high on Miles John after that, and Castaneda is just also very very good. I think I don't know if that was more people underestimating Castaneda or people were just really high on Miles John or just a combination of both. And, and we should say he looked amazing ahead, during the entire fight. He looked like amazing during the entire fight. Like it was a complete yeah. performance. It wasn't it wasn't like, oh, he came back or like back and forth and then got to finish. It was like, no, he looked I think he won the first two rounds and then finished in the third. So uh really good, really good by Castaneda. I like Miles Johns a lot. I think he's very skilled. I think what always made him so so terrifying at 135 was that he was always a wrestler first that had big knockout power, but now he's sort of becoming the guy who has big knockout power that might wrestle once in a while. Like, he, he's kind of got to go back to his bread and butter, I think. Like, if he was mixing in those takedowns and trying to grind out Castaneda, that might have been a different fight. But I think sometimes when you when you get a couple of, like if, if you get two straight spectacular knockouts like he's had, sometimes you just fall in love with your striking and you feel like, okay, I'm just going to lure you in and I'm just going to land that one big shot. And I feel like Treshawn Gore, there's a very similar, it was almost like the identical game plan. Treshawn Gore landed a couple of takedowns late in that fight with Brian Battle, but at the same time, like Battle was landing 
with a lot more volume. He was coming in. He was mixing things up. And Gore was just trying to land that one big shot. And I feel like John's kind of fell into that same trap. And he's kind of fought that way his last few fights. And it's been successful the two previous bouts. But Castanet is good, man. Mm -hmm. He's good. And he's starting to find himself. And that's a guy who thought he was – and I've talked to him about this. Four or five years ago, one of the top prospects in the sport – and he just kind of got full of himself. He got very cocky. Thought he was just, I mean, I'm going to the UFC. I'm the man. And then lost a couple of fights. And then he had to humble himself up a little bit. Went back to Minnesota and just got into these killer training camps with Brock Larson and some of those other folks. Now he's got Rose and Pat Barry coming in to train with him. So he's getting humbled up. His head's in the right place. He's, he's going to be a good guy at 135. He's going to be an interesting, interesting feller. No doubt about it. I like sexy, sexy. Uh, Mike, someone is asking for your best Paul Bear impression. David Sandine, can you do one? <laughs> oh, yes. That's all I got. Uh, oh, oh, I can. I'll, I'll, I can do. Uh, I'll, I'll do one for, uh, I'll do one. Eric's as Eric, uh, Nick, Eric Nick sick for, uh, for Sean Strickland. Oh, Sean Strickland. We're coming for the middleweight title. Oh, tonight we bury Jack Hermanson. We're two fights away, and soon Israel Adesanya, you will rest in peace. Oh, you know what's funny is you sound like you you sound like AK trying to do a Paul Bear impression. That's good. That is good. Okay, good. That's what I was going for. <laughs> that was a good impression. I just next I time I would too. like I had the prop. I would like for you to bring more. There not enough eyebrows. Oh like yeah, your like, eyebrows like, no. were very under yeah. were very underutilized, and you you're, you're not you're, the facial expression was there. So on a scale of one to ten, I give that like a solid seven. Good note. That's a good note. That's pretty Thank good. You, good note. That was pretty good. And with that said, you hear the music in the background because even Casey's had enough after that impression. So <laughs> UFC Vegas forty seven in the books. AK and I back tomorrow uh, with podcast audio only version of Onsen next one. Uh, we'll to so get your max ma- matchmaking suggestions in. And uh, that's that. And then, of course, UFC 271 going down next week. Jose, I believe, will be in Houston, Texas, and we'll have all your coverage for that event. Lots of fun stuff. So thanks for checking us out. For Jose, for AK, I am Mike Heck. Big thank you to Casey on the ones and twos. Good night, everybody. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. 
Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.